We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast, as always, Robert Reynolds. Uh, before we start, uh, obviously we didn't have a show Monday, so today is our first show back. Um, I just want to take a moment to, um, you know, just have a moment of silence uh, for the families, for Devin and uh, Chandler. Uh, so just bear with us. We're going to do a moment of silence for these folks. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Um, obviously, if you're familiar, right, just just horrible news, especially after the parade Saturday. So um, just not something you're familiar with, right? You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to talk about it. But uh, it's just some of these things that just happen. So prayers and, and condolences out to the families involved. Um, as Pat says, go dogs and uh, RIP to Devin and Chandler. Yeah, that's – Listen, I, you know, obviously you, you look at you look at these uh, folks and they're, they're super, you know, they're really young and there's a lot of life left to live and it's just taken away. So obviously, you know, it's not it's not something you want to talk about uh, and have to talk about. But, you know, it's something that needs to be done um, as we move on. though, the show must go on, unfortunately, um, but we're going to move on. Got a lot to cover today. Uh, Juan will be on in a little bit with us. Uh, we're going to talk, listen, we're going to talk life without Sets and Bennett, right? Um, we've had them, you know, what feels like forever. And now the time has come where you look at life without Sets and Bennett. Uh, George is in good hands, though. Um, but first, I'm going to open it up for a little bit here and, and open up some Q&A, uh, some hot topics, if you will. Um, Pat also says additional prayers to those that were close to them around the university. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people were impacted here, not just not just the two individuals, not just their families. I think the whole uh, university collectively uh, is still feeling this. Uh, I just think that's the case. Um, you know, obviously, I do want to bring up um, some good news for Georgia um, over the I guess you could say over the break that we've had. Um, you, you look at two commits, uh, top or in the class of 2025, all I think both are top 50 prospects here. Uh, Micah DeBose out of Georgia himself, 
uh, and Justice Terry. Uh, no, Micah DeBose is out of Alabama, I believe it is. Uh, Justice Terry. Listen, one offensive line, one defensive line. Uh, nonetheless, massive individuals, massive individuals. Uh, and listen, recruiting never stops, right? Recruiting never stops. Uh, also, like I said, uh, you get uh, Jalen Hayward, uh, 2024. Um, excuse me, 2024 uh, safety to go along with um, Peyton Woodyard already in the fold in the 24 cycle. So you got two 2024 safeties uh, and possibly even getting KJ Bolden. Uh, that is very interesting to say the least. Uh, and what that means for Georgia's recruiting moving forward. Listen, that parade, that celebration, that, that, that does a lot on the recruiting trail. And I think you saw that. I think we saw firsthand what that could do. Uh, so as, as we get some more folks in here, um, we're going to talk about Stetson, life without Stetson, and, and talk about our quarterback situation uh, in a little bit. But I want to kind of flip to the very end here and start some Q&A a little bit uh, to help out because there's been a lot of stuff going on since we last did our show. So if you're in the comments and you want to ask a question, feel free now is the time to do that. Uh, also, while you're at it, make sure to like, right? Make sure to like the stream, hit the thumbs up, it's free. And also subscribe. Subscribe, lets you know when we go live. Uh, does a lot more for that. Uh, also, I guess while we we'll let some questions pop in, uh, remember the show's brought to you by Apotheos Coffee, or Roastery, I should say. Uh, listen, that coffee is legit, folks. Um, if you're a coffee drinker, I highly suggest you get you some of that Apotheos coffee. I love it. I drink it all the time. Uh, go to dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Use the link uh, in the on the website. Uh, any blend of coffee that they offer, uh, will 20% of that, of each bag actually, uh, will be donated. Uh, proceeds go to the Classic City Collective. Uh, Apotheos is the official coffee and cold brew partner of the classic city collective. So if you buy coffee and you're a coffee drinker and you get this coffee, uh, you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing the dogs a favor, all 21 sports. Um, so yeah, uh, just keep that in mind. Um, as we move on though, obviously the recruiting talk, um, anybody, anybody catch on to, uh, Stetson's comment from the parade. Uh, I think that was interesting. Um, we'll talk about that, but Pat has. Overall, as a team, are we going to be better next season? Um, if you want my honest opinion, I think there's a possibility that you say yes. Um, I say yes because when you look, obviously we're taking a small sample size, but what we saw was pure dominance in, in the national title game. You've had key freshmen, uh, key freshmen step up and make some very, very, very impactful plays. You look at Bear Alexander. Listen, Bear Alexander's the next next great D-line coming out of Georgia right now. I'm just going to let you know that. Uh, you, you got Michael Williams off the edge. Jalen Walker as well. Um, Malachi Starks. Uh, and we're going to talk more about this as an as a offseason. Uh, moves along, we're definitely going to be talking more about this because there's a wave, folks. It's just not just one player. It's it's a whole entire wave of individuals. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, we're, we're going to talk about this, but losing Stetson Bennett uh, is going to be important. 
um, and how you how you replicate that production next season because there's a lot of things that Setson did uh, that's going to be hard to replace. Um, but in my opinion, the the quarterback room is is as talented as ever, and I, I think and obviously after today and after our discussion here in a little bit, I think you've got to understand why we think this way. Uh, so to answer Pat, yeah, I, I think I think we're going to be better next season, and and that's just scary in its own right. Um, yeah. So to also Mr. Medium Rare got cooked. Yeah, that was. Ooh, I, I, I genuinely don't understand why our fan base wants to be this way. There's a portion, not saying everybody, but there's a portion of our fan base that even with two back-to-back national titles still has to find something to bitch about. Um, yeah, just I just don't understand it. I just don't get it, folks. I really don't. <laughs> uh, Stetson's, you know, Stetson – at the parade or whatever. Uh, long story short, basically had two phones. Thing about it was he's like changing music in the you know for the car and everything like that. But you, you see Georgia Twitter, some of them, some of the Georgia faithful going to you know going to Twitter and social media and and, and just getting onto them for hey you know these people should appreciate you and you know you should you should do that you should be more appreciative and and not be on your phone and give me a fucking break. Just give me a break. Like I, the the problem to me is it's the same people that are doing that that shit on him for years, saying that he shouldn't be the guy. Why are you still here? Things like that. Like it's the same people, and it's just and honestly, like what he said at the parade, I'm okay with. I really am. I really am, because listen, I myself questioned whether he could do it. Right. Like I, I thought I was I, I had faith in him, but I had questions about it, too. So, I mean, if even I don't necessarily say I'm one of those folks, but if you wanted to call me that, you know, I've, I've also came on and I've ate my crow about that. And I've made tried to apologize and things like that for for doubting the mailman, if you will. But, but it just shows you that there's some people within the Georgia fan base that just will never be happy. You could give them five championships back to back and they'll still find something to bitch about. Welcome to the fan base. Welcome to an entitled fan base. It's, it's just that simple. Um, Pat also says, would all the haters prefer we give the two natties back? Uh, we would not have gotten them with JT Daniels. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, honestly, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. It's just crazy to me to think that, you know, without Sets and Bennett, what what would you have? Right? You would have. I mean, without JT, JT Daniels goes down, right? And then you got you know Dwan Mathis, right? Like, not saying nothing bad about Dwan, but he just wasn't ready. And then Sets and Bennett just proves, that, you know, he was up, he stood up to the challenge. And next thing you know, right there you go. So ultimately, I, I just don't understand. Part of our fan base, I really don't. It just shows you that, like, when people say that we have an entitled fan base, I think they're not wrong to some degree. And as bad as that sounds, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you have people that you just went back to back, and they're still going to find a way to bitch about something, right? About something. That's just what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, no, back to, back to Stetson and everything. Man, listen, come on. <laughs> like he had every right to say that he really did. And 
like I said, there's and it's not just it's not even just the fan base. Some of the fan base, uh, you know, shit on him as much as more so even the national media. How many people doubted him? How many people wanted to say that he wasn't this? He he couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. And all he did was just sit there and deliver back to back championships and continue to win. Right? Those things right there give him every reason to do what he said and what he did. And I'm all for that. J-O-double-G, good morning. Good morning. P-O-double-G. Ah, dogs are still number one. Ah, as always. As always. To Neil in the house. The brigade coming in hot. Listen, there's a, I see some folks in here. Make sure, let us know. Guys, this is your chance to open up with questions right now uh, while we wait for the GOAT to come in. Um, you know, listen, there, you know, there's talks about sets and being the greatest uh, Georgia football player of all time. Um, but on this show, I think there is still that question that I love sets admitted to death, but you know, Juan Daniels, right? Juan Daniels, folks, there's a huge debate right there between the goats. Okay. So Juan Daniels and Stetson, but it's a 1A, 1B possibly for some people, depending on how you view it. Uh, just keeping that in mind. Um, and J-O-double-G says we're going for three back. Dang. Okay. So back to back, she's thinking three peat. I mean, a lot of people are talking three peat right now. Yeah, that's the problem, Pat. The goat is a Stetson hater. He's just jealous, man. He's just jealous that Stetson's right there on the back, on the right there on his feet. You know, just gonna leave that there. Um, Mike D, good morning. Um, obviously, we'll we'll kind of bring this in here. Um, what are y'all thoughts on Lad returning, folks? I think that's a big deal. Um, obviously, the portal giveth and the portal may take it away. Uh, I, I think there's some smoke. You know, a lot of chirping on Twitter and social media about A.D. Mitchell leaving. Uh, and, and honestly, though, if, if he does, I understand. Like, you know, he, if I'm not mistaken, he has a kid at home, different things like that. But, you know, can we really be mad at A.D. Mitchell if he were to leave? Obviously, he hasn't yet. I haven't seen anything officially drop. But if he does, as people are expecting him to, to hit into the portal, can we really be mad? I, I don't necessarily think so. You just wish him the best, in in theory, right? Uh, Mike D says, "Why not?" Is the question. We three, we going back to back to back. I mean, there's a good shot. There's a lot to lose. Uh, what y'all think about? So I want to get y'all thoughts on this too, since we're talking quarterback today. What are y'all thoughts on CJ waiting to the last minute to declare? Uh, Darius Senior says, "Go dogs, go dogs, sir." Um, what are y'all thoughts on CJ declaring at the last minute? Uh, Pat says, I would hate to see AD leave, but I understand and wish him the best. Thank for his contributions. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's caught a touchdown in every playoff game that we've had. You know, he made the arguably the best catch in our – listen, <laughs> he made the catch that's going to go down in infamy in regards to just being notorious, a famous catch for Georgia football. There's no question about that. And then you see him make it in the in the national championship uh, against CC that one-handed snack. Like, come on, come on. Uh, let's see. CJ was looking for hype. You know, honestly though, maybe, but maybe not too. I, I think there's ways to look at it and how you go about it. Right? You don't have to declare, and you know. But at the same time, you know, ultimately we kind of expected it to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, Mike D says they're allowing Georgia kids to tell the school they are entering the portal Thursday. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So that's that's due to the okay. So that's due to the the Chandler and Devin situation. The, uh, I knew it was I knew it was for the NFL. I didn't know that it was for the actual portal as well. So that's interesting to know. So we might still be waiting. Yeah, we. I mean, we don't know. I think I think a lot of Georgia Twitter and Georgia social media, Georgia fans are, are kind of eyes peeled back and waiting to see how things go there and what happens. I know, obviously, Lad coming back is big news. But folks, keep in mind, if Ad Mitchell were to leave, you know, this just bring you know this just brings more emphasis on the additions of Dominic Lovett and Rod Rod Thomas. It just does. Um, and listen, I'm sure, you know, Carson Beck and, and the other quarterbacks are more than likely going to be getting some work in with these new guys anyway. Um, so it's going to be interesting uh, to see how the offseason uh, progresses and, and how things go. Um, Pat asks, has anyone heard definite, definitively from SVP yet? I'm assuming he's going to the draft still. Uh, like I said, I think it kind of alludes to Mike's question there. Um, listen, you know, these kids have to make this kind of announcement, especially Cedric himself now. Uh, after knowing, obviously, the situation happened Sunday. So I'm glad to hear, um, you know, they got a little bit of an extension there. I'm kind of glad that it happened because trying to, you know, trying to filter through your emotions to make a life-altering decision like that, bearing the age, understanding too, right? They're not even 21 years, 22 years old. So I'm glad they get a chance to, like, take some time and, and really get some extra time to think things through. <clears throat> Tanil says, it's strange how different I feel about Blaylock and A.D. Mitchell and Burton. I wouldn't be mad at these guys. No, no. I mean, when you look when you look at Dom, Bla- I mean, Dom, Dom's another one, right? Dom's another one that uh, entered the portal. Um, I can't be mad at him. I, I can't be mad at all. When you look at, you know, when you look at the contributions these guys have made, right? Um, you know, Dom Blaylock coming off of the ACL injuries and then being productive and, and you know, things like that. A.D. Mitchell, same way. It, obviously, Jermaine Burton goes to Alabama and things don't go as well as he would probably have hoped. Um, however, at the same time, understand what he was able to do for Georgia, right? So, in my opinion, right, like we don't like the fact that he went to Alabama, but that doesn't take the fact that I'm going to sit there and not wish him well. Just if you're playing us, I'm not going to wish you well because obviously I want you to win. I want you to lose if you're playing against us. However, you do wish him the best, right? I think that's the best way to put it forward there. Um, Pat says, spring practice is going to be the okay corral with a quarterback room. Dude, I think it could be a war. I really do. Um, and, and we'll get, you know, like I said, Juan comes on in a little in here in a little bit, and I, th- I think we'll really break it down. Um, you know, obviously I think our common knowledge is probably telling us that, you know, Carson Beck has the head up here, right, and, and leading into spring practice whenever it starts. Um, you know, and then you look at Brock Vandergriff and, and Gunnar Stockton as well. Uh, and listen, I, I think it's going to be an all-out competition. I would, I would hope for that uh, because you have, right, you have Carson Beck with some experience in game. We've seen it this year. Uh, however, there's not the same, you know, not the same could be said for the other two. So, obviously, spreading these reps out, giving it a true competition, giving these guys equal reps to do what they need to do. Listen, that's going to be crucial for the development in our quarterback room also to see where these guys stand up or where they stand, right? There's a lot of talk about Gunnar Stockton, you know, potentially taking over this, you know, over into the backup role. Listen, I think the backup role, the backup is going to be a huge all-out war. And I'm okay with that because I want 
iron sharpen iron and go from there. Uh, Christopher Russ, welcome to the brigade, sir. Um, Georgia is loaded at receiver and tight end. Go dogs. No, nah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This is why recruiting matters, folks. This is why recruiting matters. Because if hypothetically, if he leaves, that's arguably your number one receiver leaving for you to then sit there and replace with the next man up. It's not easy to do that. It's just not. So having that depth, recruiting depth, things like that, quality depth as well, uh, matters. Pat, you can believe that. Uh, Burton's trash. I, I mean, listen, I don't think – I think he could have done better staying here, but, I mean, also that you have to look at what Bama's working with, and that's not our that's not our problem whatsoever either. So just, you know, I'm not going to – I'm going to leave my reservations on that. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, no, I, but now to, to Chris, you know, Christopher Russ's point, I mean, you've got Brock Bowers back. You've got <clears throat> Oscar Delt now in the fold, and he's had a good, he's had a good season as a freshman. Uh, you look at the, you look at the recruiting class that we've brought in from the 23 cycle. You might see them get into the rotation early too with Pierce Berlin, Lawson Lucky, um, obviously, February 1st is going to be an important day for Georgia as you might honestly land a third tight end um, in Deuce Robinson. If you're not familiar with Deuce Robinson, that will be very interesting to keep your eyes on because that's a five-star tight end there. Uh, so you would have – and look, you lose you lose Goaty, um, you lose Scyther to the portal, and Darnell to the draft. This is why, this is why Todd Hartley is, is going for three tight ends. Yeah, and the way I look at it there. So, um, J-O-double-G says, I guess the GOAT is waiting for the Stetson talk to end before showing up. I mean, you're probably not wrong. He's probably upset. Um, yeah, he might be upset about that, but the show must go on. Sorry, GOAT. Just going to leave that there. But um, but uh, shoot, uh, make sure to like and subscribe as well. Uh, also, Shoot us your questions. We'll do a quick Q&A for another five minutes, and I'm going to transition in. I think there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about, um, a lot to talk about. Obviously, you know, like I said, we started off the show talking about the uh, the 2025 recruits uh, that committed. Uh, you look at 2024 with, uh, with Jalen Hayward adding to a secondary that's already got Peyton Woodyard in the fold at safety. The, and also, hold on. Before I even go about that, think about what Kirby and that staff did right after the parade, folks. A hundred high schools, ten coaches, ten schools in one day. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd, and that just shows you that Kirby and the staff are fully on board, and they understand that the, the importance of recruiting. Even you know, even after you went back to back, there's no time for relaxation. It's just constantly go, 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 go. G.O.W. says so jealous. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe so. But, not, uh, you know, listen, what, do you, what are y'all's thoughts on that uh, 10 by 10? Because, uh, listen, we know that's calculated. Like, he was all over social media that day, all over social media, you know, doing, you know, basically sh- making a stop and taking, a, uh, taking time to tweet out each school that he went to that day. Those recruits pay attention to that. And even listen, even if it's schools that you don't think that Georgia players you can or will recruit from this year, keep in mind that's that is um that is that is building connections. 
And as we come in, Juan Daniels, sir. Yes, sir. How are you? Good, and you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm uh, getting better over my procedure Monday, so feeling a little bit better there, you know? That's right. That's, That's right. So if anybody if anybody's not aware, the reason I, we didn't have our show Monday was due to the fact that I was getting a tooth pulled. So obviously I don't think y'all would want me doped up talking because I probably wouldn't have been able to talk about anything anyway. Juan, you came just in time, though. We were talking about the um, just a bunch of different things. I uh, kind of did a Q&A. But um, we were talking about, uh, you know, the potential for A.D. Mitchell leaving, right, Lab McConkie returning. As a former receiver yourself and, and the GOAT receiver yourself, um, you know, what, what is that addition slash subtraction? Um, what, why is that? Uh, how, how important is that for Georgia? And to Neil, it is red, by the way. It is not orange. Um, it, it, it really is no skin off of Georgia's back. I mean, you, you lost your main Burton last year. Did that make a difference? Absolutely not. Um, you, you know, the, it's, it's a system. So you're getting in two great receivers that are going to be coming in. So I can understand A.D. Mitchell. Um, think about it. I mean, if, if he were to stay, he's going to have to deal with, you know, the guys that are already there plus two additional guys in that rotation. So you can't necessarily be mad at him for wanting to go and, and, and pursue other things and, and, and have an opportunity to do something for himself. I mean, he's got two national championships. So a lot of the guys that are going into the portal, it's more, you know, for a, I would say like a soul searching, Hey, let me go find myself outside of, you know, what, what, what I already have right now. So you, you can't be mad at him. Um, so again, our receiving room, there's not going to be a lot of changes it's actually gotten better. So, um, like I said, I, you know, you, you wish the best for guys like AD. Yeah, I know Dom, you know, the, when you look at the receivers specifically, right, you have uh, Dom Blaylock and AD Mitchell. Well, Dom Blaylock has officially entered the portal, but AD is speculation right now. Um, you know, but then you also look at other players around, the, you know, in the receiving room and, and uh, beyond for that matter. When you look at situations like uh, Rylan Godey, uh, Brett Scyther, uh, MJ Sherman, a lot of these guys that have entered the portal are looking for playing time. And, and, and really, when you have a situation where, like Tresman Marshall is another example, some of these guys didn't want to leave, but they had to make a business decision to get more playing time for the, to further their careers. It's a double-edged sword, if you will, because while you want to stay at Georgia because you love the university – at the end of the day, you do have to look out for yourself. And if you want to further your career, that's just one of the things that you got to do. But what I mean by that as well is, is Georgia's recruited so – like Georgia's recruited so well that it, it's putting kids into a situation where they're having to make that kind of decision. And it's never fun to make that decision, I would assume. Um, so just understand that you know, there is a good and a bad to it because these guys – you know, listen, they paid their dues. They they bled, they sweat, you know, all this for for the team. And they love the university. But as Georgia fans, we have to understand that, you know, some of these guys don't want to do this, but they're kind of forced to for the betterment of their careers. So understand that and wish them well. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got the ultimate goal. Think about it. Every kid that goes to college, their ultimate goal is to win a national championship or be on a national championship team. And once you've done that once, that's that's great. You've done it twice, that's awesome. So now they're going to 
you know, to, to go and, and, and again, look out for themselves, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, think about it. The Commodores had two great albums and then Lionel Richie decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, go and do my solo thing. And he, you know, he did a great job with that. But you, you, you can't be mad at those, those, those kids that want to go and, 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 and make a name for themselves. And then after having that championship, that next ultimate goal for those kids are to go and play in the NFL. No doubt. I mean, like I said, a lot of these, like, was the MJ Sherman's mom, like, they they went out and, and they were, they didn't, they didn't want to leave. They loved the university. It's just they had a decision to make, you know? So ultimately, as we see these, as we see these dogs go, you know, to the portal, go to the, you know, declare for the NFL, wish them all the best. That's just, we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. Um, so obviously to everyone, uh, we wish you well. From here at the DGD podcast, we wish you well. Uh, unless you, unless we play you, and then for that moment, for those three hours, not necessarily. But after that, we'll get back to you. Um, Pat calling out the Commodores. Juan was there live. Were you Juan? I was actually one of the original members of the Commodores. So, yeah, man, we're just hearing fact after fact after fact today. I like it. Juan, how about we? How about we transition to the hot topic? Uh, life after at life after Stequavius Bennett. Man, it, the time has finally come. Juan, I think you might be excited for this because now you don't have to necessarily hear about Stetson Bennett. But as Georgia fans, we do have to look at a time where now Stetson Bennett is no longer able to be in your quarterback room. So, what does this mean for Georgia moving forward? When you look at when you look at the quarterback room, obviously we have Carson Beck, you've got Brock Vandegrift, and you've got <clears throat> Gunnar Stockton. Now, with that being said, I, I think it might be safe for us to both hear and say that I think Carson Beck has the, uh, has a leg up in this uh, quarterback competition moving through the spring. But I think there's more to it in a sense of Brock and, and Gunnar both have – attributes and, and and physical skills and traits that make this quarterback competition potentially interesting for Georgia fans to watch. When you look at Carson Beck, I think you saw the experience in the games this season. But when you look at Brock Vandergraaff, you have NFL size with a with a cannon on his arm. And then also with Gunner, more thick body, physical type quarterback with a with with just a, you can just throw piss missiles all day, right? Overall, when you take the three quarterbacks in this room, what are your thoughts as we move forward, as Georgia moves forward into, you know, into the spring and as we get ready for spring camp? Um, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a quarterback battle. But, but if, if we're being honest, um, Georgia's not going to lose anything in the quarterback, at, at the quarterback position. The way that Monken's offense is, is it's, it's, a, it's a system um, offense. So, therefore – in the last couple of years, you could basically plug any quarterback into that situation and they were going to be successful. You've got a great defense. You've got great running backs, great receivers. So, again, if they're just going to keep trucking along. I mean, I, I, I kind of look at Munkin as, as, as one of those guys as like the great Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is an unbelievable uh, offensive coordinator. He's an unbelievable coach. And you look at Brock Purdy right now, who was Mr. Ill, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick, who is having a lot of success. And that's only because Trey Lance went down. You also have uh, Garoppolo, who went down as well. I and mean, you've got your third-string guy. It's a system. And so Todd Munkin has an excellent system. 
It is not flashy. It's just, hey, we're just going to line up. We're going to run the ball down your throat. We've got three tight ends that can catch the ball. We've got receivers that can go get it. We've got running backs that are going to be able to run the ball down your freaking throat. And so, again, you plug in any of those quarterbacks, they're going to be fine. And then, again, you add in those additional receivers, Georgia is going to be trucking along on, on offense. So, Georgia autographs, I think this is the first time I've seen Georgia autographs. Welcome to the brigade, by the way. Um, he, he says that he feels like a quarterback is going to transfer. Uh, and in regards to the May window, uh, he thinks that will be interesting. What if I counter that by saying that I don't necessarily know that all three, either one of will. I think when you look at the situation that Georgia's in right now, you, you have obviously one of those will be the starter. I don't necessarily see a starter leaving in that regard. Not saying it won't happen, but it, I just don't think it will. Yes, the argument there is the backup. Whoever doesn't win the backup job could transfer out. But it sounds like to me that Gunnar Stockton is is just he just a Georgia boy and wants to play for Georgia, and he'll wait his turn. And then Brock Vandergriff, I, I think he's in a mindset where he would also stay because, I mean, Carson Beck could leave after next year, and then your time is there with even more weapons, right? Georgia's built themselves and recruited themselves to a point where receivers can go in and out and, and fluctuate, right? And you not really miss a beat, right? We add in the fact you have Todd Munkin so long that he stays here. Todd Munkin can sit there and utilize the offense to the best of whichever quarterback is, is under center to the best of their abilities. I don't necessarily know where you find a lot of places like that in the country at this point. Uh, and he says he don't want anyone to leave. Yeah, I, I, I would love for all three to stay here. Now, with that being said, the 2024 cycle is where is where things could really get interesting. Because if you add in Ryan Puglisi, potentially Dylan Raiola, on top of the quarterback room that you have now, I mean, I would assume maybe Carson Beck leaves. But if, if for some reason Carson Beck stays and rides it out another year, then you start to look at some transfers leaving, okay? Ultimately, I'm making my shot now. I don't necessarily – I'm not predicting anyone to leave. However, there's still a ways to go. There's still a ways to go. We'll find out a lot after G-Day, which, by the way, I cannot wait for. Um, but, yeah, right now I just don't – I think we're at a spot right now where all three understand that there's an open quarterback competition. Juan, you alluded to this. I think Todd Munkin – and the staff is going to give each one of these guys every opportunity to prove to themselves why they can be the starter. Ultimately, we'll find out what happens there at G-Day. And then from there, we see what happens at that point. Yeah, um, it'll be hard for, for one of these guys to leave. Like you said, Gunnar Stockton is a Georgia boy. Same with same with Vandergriff. I mean, he's a Prince Avenue kid, which is, you know, right there in the heart of Athens. Um, and then – you, you have to look at the other part, too. Do they even have enough film <laughs> to to put out there to, for, for them to go and transfer? Um, that That's going to be, you know, another thing that's difficult. Also, too, look at what happened last year. A lot of quarterbacks went down. A lot of quarterbacks got hurt. You just never know. NC State was a, you know, was a disaster, and they were down to their third-string guy. You look at, um, you know, look, look at uh, Duggan. Duggan lost his starting position at the beginning of the season. And, and they then, came back and took it over, yeah. Look at 
Uh, you, you look at Texas and, you know, their main guy went down and you go with Card and then Card, you know, ends up losing it back to, um, you know, I, I can't even think of the quarterback's name right now. Um, I just see his long, long hair. The Texas quarterback. Um, Quinn Ewers? Yeah, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. So, yeah, Quinn Ewers gets hurt, you know, against Alabama. And then all of a sudden Card has to step up. So, you know, the, the, the quarterback position, I mean, you take a lot of hits. You know, you, you, you know, there's a lot of things that, that take place. You can lose your position just like that. And all of a sudden you, you know, you, you gain it back. So for them to leave um, again, if, if you're a Georgia guy and you love Georgia, you're probably going to stay. So there's a good chance that even, you know, d- despite how things turn out in the, after the spring game, um, you know, I, I still think they're going to stay. Well, you also look at like, if you look at certain players that enter the portal, they'll use practice footage folks. They'll take practice footage and send it to coaches because, in theory, Georgia practices is just as good as game tape now. <laughs> and that's saying something. Okay, yeah. that's saying something. Um, Adonis is here and says, that I'm registered. He said he's got 15 credits. I'll compete for quarterback one. Uh, yeah, as, as, all, you all you need is 12 to, to try out. He's, he's going above and beyond. Uh, as caretaker once said, uh, come to the tree out, you big dumb bitch. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I didn't mean to call you that. I'm just saying what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They, they go to go to Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they do that. <laughs> no, so uh, Georgia Autographs also said, as long as Bobo and Boom are in Athens, he thinks that Stockton sticks around. Uh, sounds like Vandegrift is there to compete. Solid quarterback room. Yeah. Not, yeah. No no question about it. It's, it's a good problem to have. And, and I, I'm not comparing this to Bama, but Juan, when you remember – the Bamas of old, how excuse me, how they had quarterbacks lined up waiting to go, because you had Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones in one room, and then they would go for a year. Jalen Hurts transfers out, then it's Tua's time. Tua goes and has a great boom. Then you sit there, Mac Jones comes in. Right? Could Georgia be trying to line themselves up to do something similar? Um, it I mean, I, I think it's a good model, right? Sure. These are these are not going to be guys that are going to go and, and and play in the NFL. Um, you know that that's that's just my opinion. Um, I, I think that they're going to have an opportunity maybe to get on at, at a camp, um, but as far as them going and, and really making a name for themselves, I, I don't necessarily see that. So again, you can have you could just say that they're going to be lined up. Now, if if they get Danny. Um, for for him to come in, that's just going to be a different story. And like you said, w- once that 2024 cycle hits, and and if they do sign him, then now people are going to have to start making some decisions. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's ultimately, though, you know, when you look at this quarterback competition, right, like, I think people really understand this now, how important Todd Munkin is to this team, uh, to this program, because what would I, I obviously I don't want to think about this just yet, but what would life be like without Todd Munkin running oh, the offense? It, it, it'd be tough. But again, like I said, I, I, here, here's the great thing about this quarterback room. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, I, I think that Gunnar Stockton, Vandergriff or, or Carson Beck are going to be able to run this offense successfully because, again, one of the things that you're leaning on is you're not looking at your quarterback to be a Caleb Williams or somebody that makes the entire offense go around. It is built off of running the football and, and, and making safe, good throws to your tight ends, making them it's, – it's, it is. It's, it's running back to tight end to receiver. And if you look at every single game, if you look at every single – game plan that they have that's exactly how it goes and it doesn't go better so so your quarterback is just going to basically be there to facilitate uh and and, and make things happen so black adonis poses an excellent question i think this is worth talking about too why isn't georgia attractive for a top five five-star quarterback one I, to me i think it i think georgia right now the offense demands a quarterback to have the ability to process full field reads and at the collegiate level, even at the collegiate level, that is somewhat difficult. In my opinion, I think when you look at some of these high school guys, they come in and, and they focus on half field reads, things like that. And it makes and an offensive off and offenses in college are predicated to help, you know, help these quarterbacks go through that, make the transition easier. When you look at Stetson Bennett, we've watched him go through the progressions across the field. Boom, 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 check down, right? And that's not easy for a quarterback. Why, Why? you know, it's the same reason why you look at situations where true freshmen come in or first, first-time first starters come in and, and struggle, right? Um, so it looks to me like – now, obviously, this – like Jake Fromm was before Todd Munkin, but, you know, Todd Munkin's offense, like I said – the X factor is him being able to adapt and understand what his strengths are from whatever quarterback that he has in the fold. Right. He, well, he utilizes. It's also not, it, it, it's not flashy. If you take and look at Georgia's offense right now and you compare it to Alabama's before the likes of the Jalen hurts and, and, and the Tua's, it's a hand the ball off. Let's get it to our running backs. Let's just go and we're going to play. We're going to play great defense. It's not necessarily your high octane something that's just going to be super duper exciting. Because, again, look at it. You play a Kentucky team and you win 16 to nine. You kind of struggle against a Missouri. You go down at the end and, you know, you, you, you definitely win. But it's not high powered. So if you're a five star quarterback, where are you looking to go? You're looking to go play for a Lincoln Riley. You're looking to go play for you know, somebody else that is offensive. Ryan Day, Ryan Day. Day. So the the worst thing for a quarterback, unfortunately, is to play for a defensive-minded head coach. That's just as simple as that. Kirby is a defensive-minded head coach, unless 
you get somebody to break them out of that cycle. And what happened for Nick Saban, the best thing that happened for Alabama was, uh, was who? Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. I mean, and you can see them arguing on the sidelines. You know, Nick Saban was like, no, we need to slow it down. And Lane Kiffin's like, I don't think so, bro. We're opening it up. And then all of a sudden, you could just completely see a transformation of it. It, it changed. Alabama. It changed the dynamic of the Alabama offense from that point on. Exactly. So if you're a quarterback now, you want to go play for Lane Kiffin. You want to go play for Nick Saban. You want to go play for almost everybody except for a Georgia because you've just got a defensive well, line. Look at it this way: just earlier today, Walker Howard, the former LSU quarterback, um, five-star quarterback, transferred to Ole Miss. Yeah. And, so. And, and, I mean, that, that's, yeah, that those are the places that you want to go. So guess what, though? The, the, all the unfortunate thing is, is Kirby's system is not broke. So why fix it? Kirby's system is excellent. You got a guy, Todd Munkin, that knows exactly what he's doing. He's making things happen. Why fix it? So until something changes, it's always going to be the same. Juan, you getting called out? Uh, you getting called out for a line? Question mark. Uh, well. I'll let you see in the comments. Uh, Adonis says, do y'all think the Justin Fields situation looks bad? And, and, and I guess in quarterback, uh, they're being quarterback recruits eyes uh, because he has so much success. When he left. Honestly, you have to look at the context of that, though, Adonis, because when Fields left, the offense that we ran was James Coley. James Coley's offense is light years. It literally feels like the Jurassic period and 2022. Just that far apart. Um uh, now, at the same time, is it going to be used against Georgia? Probably. Probably still will. Um, however, like I said, I think this year, now that you have Stetson Bennett, you know, out of the out of the way, if you will, um, it, you're going to look at you're going to look at quarterbacks, four star quarterbacks, the five star quarterbacks again. Right. You're not going to have this former walk on talk anymore. You're going to have four star and five star quarterbacks, elite arm talent prototypical NFL style quarterbacks, right? Body size, things like that. Now that narrative pushes away. So what we see moving forward, I think will shape uh, the narrative for quarterbacks moving forward. Um, but like I said, so long as Georgia's recruiting the receivers, the talent around these quarterbacks to make life easier on them, in my opinion, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. But at the same time, like Juan said, though, when, when you don't have a flashy offense, when you're not spreading the ball vertically like you see Caleb Williams do, where you, you know, things like that, Ryan Day, you have NFL receivers everywhere. Georgia might not have your NFL receivers, but understand, you know, the rotation aspect. And Juan, you've alluded this several times before. You, you, from a receiver's perspective, you said you would hate it to be at Georgia because of the rotation. Yeah. But, but at the same time, go ahead quarterbacks it's, it's, it's going to be tough too so here's what you here's the other thing that you have to look at you know again going back to these four and five stars outside of Matthew Stafford there hasn't been a Georgia quarterback that has really made a lot of noise in the NFL and I'm talking about going all the way but I mean you have to almost go all the way back to like you know Tarkenton you know be, be, before that yeah. I mean you had some guys that have gone to the league but they have just not done anything and then of course you know you look at all these other places i mean you know uh, ohio state just pumps out quarterbacks they just they yep. just 
And again, you know, you look at Steve Sarkeesian. He's a guy that's known to put guys in the NFL. Lane Kiffin, the same Lincoln Riley. So all of these guys are going out there putting all these quarterbacks in the NFL, and they don't necessarily care so much about, you know, these national championships. They care about competing, but they want to be, you know, prepared and get to the next level, whereas you're just not having these guys go to the NFL. And then when you look at now, you look at Georgia's quarterback room now, unfortunately, um, you know, you don't necessarily see some guy that's going to break out and be this just this NFL star. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, right? I mean, Stafford's the most talented quarterback Georgia's ever had, and I don't even think it's close. Now, obviously, we're not talking about success; we're talking about talent. Yeah. When, well, when you won a Super Bowl, so I mean, that that's yeah. what you're looking at from a success standpoint. He had excellent talent. You're just not going to get another Stafford that's gonna that's going to come in here based off of the offense that Georgia is running right now. Because you look – so, like, now, yeah, I mean, to your point, yes. Um, I, I think things could change, though, one. If if you get a kid like Dylan Raiola in the fold, I think that could be – not going to change. It'll, it'll stay the same. It'll, is, it, is it just the schematics at this point? Schematics, it's a formula. It, it is a it, – it truly is a formula. I mean, so think about it, too. Like it didn't, it wouldn't have mattered if Caleb Williams was at Georgia. It didn't matter that, you know, that JT Daniels was at Georgia. It, did, it wouldn't matter who you put in there and plug in there. It's still going to be the same. And you look at it. I mean, look how Stetson got ripped after that game against Ohio State. I mean, you know, Kirby absolutely ripped him. And the reason being is, is you're not playing within how we're asking you to play. You kind of went rogue and did your, did your own thing. Now, if I'm a quarterback and I'm a gunslinger, I'm looking at that like, whoa, they're not there. You know, they're, they're pretty much capping you and saying, we don't want you to go and be a gunslinger. We don't want you to be yourself. We want you to play within this within this offense and play within this system. So that's going to be a deterrent for 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 a lot of those guys. You're not going to have the rope that that a Lincoln Riley is going to give his quarterbacks or all these other guys are going to I mean, heck, look at look at Spencer Rattler. Uh, I mean, he went from, you know, just kind of being like ah, to those last couple of games. Uh, Shane Beamer was like, man, just open it up. And they're just throwing the ball up and down the field, up and down the field, up and down the field. Um, so you're not going to have that luxury when you come to Georgia. I don't care who you are. Yeah, Adonis showing his true colors. As a former three-star, half-star football, five-star basketball, two-star track. I wouldn't go to Georgia, UF, though. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I, I knew I knew those colors were showing through when you said Fred T instead of Fran T, but don't get me twisted. <laughs> don't get me twisted. Uh, I I will say this. I mean, speaking of hold on, speaking of Florida, since your team is uh, so hot right now on the recruiting trail, uh, what happened with Rashada? Since you want to know about that uh, that Florida quarterback room. Yeah, Adonis. that's crazy. But you know, but even you know, and, and Adonis will tell you, and I don't know how much rain he has you know, with him, you know, when he plays quarterback, but he wants to be unlimited to where he could go out there and do what he needs to do to be successful, to make his team successful. But, you know, if, if you've got a governor put on you and to say, Hey, listen, you can only go this fast. And this is that, that's, that's the limit. You know, that, that, that makes it tough on a guy wanting to come in and, you know, especially a four or five star who wants to go out and throw the ball. Cause you have, I mean, like, let's, let's look at this though. Right. When we talk about the three quarterbacks that we have in our room right now, all three of them, would you, Juan, would you say have better arms overall 
than Stetson Bennett? Oh, yeah. yeah. So with that being said, in theory, when you pair that statement with the speed that we just picked up with Yazid Haynes, with, you know, Anthony Evans, you still got Arian Smith. Why would it not be in, why would it not be at least thought of? It stretch the field vertically more. It would be thought of, but again, we had Arian Smith and then we had AD Mitchell. Did we stretch the ball? Would you stretch down the field a lot? We didn't. No, I think when you look at it though, like I said, ultimately but it's not it's not opened up. I I'll how about this? I'll tell you this. You bring a Lincoln Riley over here, if he's the head coach of the University of Georgia, they would probably be putting up maybe 80 points a game. Especially if you pair it with the defense. I think yeah, you, pair the, you pair it with a defense and you, you know, because Lincoln Riley's gonna get his gunslinger in there and he's gonna have probably about 80 points a game. I mean, that's just that that's that's just that. But Kirby is a defensive guy. He's he has a defensive I mean, guy. The, the complimentary football, right? Like to your point, right? We have to look at what Kirby's value is. His main value is complimentary football. He understands how important it is for your offense to help your defense and vice versa. So the limiting factor makes sense. However, when we saw situations like the national title game where he just didn't care and let it loose, that's when you see 65 points in a game. And the offense, even though we're not sitting there hitting the field vertically doing this and doing that, meticulously moving the ball down the field with against people's will. As a quarterback, like I said, you look at the weapons, you look at the success of that right there. And as a quarterback, ultimately, you know, you don't want to be governed. However, you can be preserved. But at the same time, what is it? What what do NFL scouts look at? Ohio State, USC, right? So, you know, you look at that. Also, you know, if you look at Black Adonis said he wants that 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 tennis. No, you, no, you don't. You don't yeah. want three routes in it. No, you don't want the three routes in being done. That's a gimmick offense. I see that Tennessee offense all day. And then to Michael Dudley, we were talking about if 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 Lincoln Riley had Georgia's defense where he would be putting up. I mean, we're we're not talking about Lincoln Riley in the in the uh USC defense. We're just talking about if, if they would have had Georgia's defense, it would have been I mean, it would have been absolutely lights out. And yeah. again, you know. It, it, but it's, it's it's just your mindset. Like I, I'm an offensive guy. Uh, you know, Black Adonis is, a, is an offensive guy. But you have your defensive guys that are just like, you know, let let's just you know let let's just if we win by a field goal, that's that's wonderful, you know. And or, or or having these close games, you know, Ashton playing at Buford, his head coach was a was a defensive guy, but which you know for for somebody like him, it's it, it's a nightmare. Because you just want to, you want to open those games up, and he just wants to pound the football, pound the football, pound the football, and then every now and then you'll 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 play action when you have the offensive skill set. I mean, again, we had you know the the number one recruit in the 2024 class, KJ Bolden, as a receiver. We had Isaiah Bond as a receiver. We had you know a whole fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a whole bunch of guys. We had three guys that went you know D one running backs that can catch out of the backfield. We had you know great tight ends. So offensively, we had weapons that are all out of this world, but because you have that defensive coach, it's... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, let's just run the football and, you know, let's, here we go, handoff here and let's just bleed the clock. You know, it, it makes it tough. I, I do think, obviously, Fred, uh, Frederick Meredith says we don't need to score 80 points per game. 41 is just fine. I think you might have hopped in at the end. I think it's just hypothetical adding a situation, the offensive philosophy more so than actually bringing these folks in. Um, however, though, right, like when you take a look at, at the Georgia offense, quietly, shall I say, 40 points per game. Now, how we did it, it I think, is the main talking point right now. But – you know, and I think Adonis said he wants Tennessee's offense. In my opinion, I would take Ohio State's offense because there's more there's more diversity there. When you take when, from a one year receiver, all, all, no, the, all, all of this is based off of why we can't get these five star quarterbacks. So I mean, it, it it's 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 bigger than us. I mean, we're if if I'm a five star quarterback and I'm looking at Georgia, I don't care about the you know somebody said 41 points a game or they don't want Lincoln. I, I don't care about that. I just I want to have the green light to be opened up to go and do what I need to do and be a gunslinger. The only true gunslinger we ever had here was uh, Matthew Stafford. I mean, just yeah. oh, no, no question about that. I mean, not oh, even Aaron yeah. Murray. Aaron, Aaron Murray wasn't even a true gunslinger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stafford, Stafford yeah. was a pure yeah. gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about as as a recruit, and I know a lot of these these things are hypothetical or, or whatever. But you got to understand being in the mind of a recruit that wants to go out there and be a five star and, and showcase his arm and doing all those types of things. This is this is why I'm not choosing Georgia. Um, but again, uh, you know, the formula works. And yeah. so we're just going to get the guys that are supposed to be there. They're going to get the quarterbacks that are going to be supposed to be there. That's going to play within the system. They're going to play within the offense. I mean, you look at it. You know, what What makes a lot of these teams successful? Look at the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan was an excellent, excellent basketball player. However, Phil Jackson said play within the offense. Same thing with Kobe. Play, play within the offense. And guess what? They win championships and championships and championships. So, you, you know, if you are unselfish and you want to play within the offense, Georgia is excellent. But the mindset of these kids these days, it's me, me, me. I want to get as many likes. I want to get as many follows. You know, I want to. I want to make Sports Center. I want to make Sports Center over make sports and over. Center highlights. I want to be this. And guess what? If I'm not getting my way, I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna hit the transfer portal. So we're just dealing with a different, different day and age right now. I mean, one is definitely not the 1940s by all means, um, with Sinkwich and everything. Um, <laughs> but my, so Mike D brings up a good point. He said, it, "My thought is that." You wouldn't take Love It and Rara if the expectation wasn't for us to try to throw the ball 35 times or more, right? Just how, uh, he's, he thinks that they will trust these three quarterbacks' arms more than Stetson, in his opinion. Now, I, I think, like I said, ultimately, G Day, even though it's typically vanilla based offenses and stuff like that, I do think that there is some takeaways looking ahead to that because, right? Look, I think if it was it last year, we really 
through the ball, through the ball, through the ball. And that's something I really enjoyed seeing because I've, you're not going to sit there and, and run the ball for four quarters of G-Day. It would be stupid. But, do you know, obviously, and Todd Munkins is not stupid enough to drop G-Day and, and just release the bag on G-Day, right? This doesn't make sense. But ultimately, maybe you see, right, like maybe you see guys make some key plays, right, in, in G-Day, hypothetically, right, looking ahead. Let's well, say Yazid Haynes. I think Yazid Haynes could be an instant impact type player um, if if he's, you know, if things go well. He's got breakout speed. Like I said, and I think when you look at the offense, the speed that we have, it's, it's about as much speed as I've seen on a Georgia receiving core than I can remember in, in quite some time. So I think – if you recruit this speed, look at remember when JT Daniels said, if you recruit these, if you know, you bring in five star receivers, why recruit them if you don't throw to them? Yeah, it's the same concept as the speed. I think why recruit that speed if you're not going to try to apply it and use it? I, I think that philosophy has to lie somewhere. And with with quarterbacks that arguably, or I, I think we're on, on board saying that whether it be Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff or Gunnar Stockton. All of those quarterbacks can put it into places in the field that Stetson Bennett more comfortably, I should say, could get the Carson Beck could throw the ball to parts of the field that Stetson Bennett couldn't comfortably make it anymore. Carson Beck's just got a pure cannon. We've seen it. Um, so my thought is, I think you do see Georgia, you know, expand the field or spread the field out more vertically. Now, maybe not as often as you would like to see. Right, because I do think you're going to see some Brock Bowers usage, Lad McConkey usage. They're your best players. They're your best receivers, until proven otherwise. But ultimately, I I would love to see Georgia's offense open up. Right, like like you said, take that take that governor off. Right, like what what's holding you back? Like what would be holding you back? Yeah, but again, you know, if if, if I'm Kirby, there is no reason to. You know, there is uh, honestly there is no there is no reason to. It's a formula. It's going to work until it doesn't. Until you know, you're going to get to a point to where now you're going to have to start. You're going to have to start opening it up. Um, you know, nobody's going to really do anything to stop it. <laughs> who's who's going to stop it? You know, you got a big old offensive line. You've got three dynamic tight ends that are coming back. You've got some fast receivers that are coming back. Um, again, if it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. You, you really don't. I mean, ultimately, I think when, when Georgia looks at it, right, the quest for championships ultimately should be the end goal. So I understand that. But at the same time, I think Kirby, Todd Munkin know what it takes to recruit the best of the best. Um, and where was it? I saw it up earlier here. Um, yeah, Frederick also said that he thinks Dylan Raiola is heavily considered Georgia. And absolutely. Um, keep in mind, though, with Dylan Raiola, there is a serious connection and one, I think you might know who I'm talking about. The connection with Dylan Raiola. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who who might that be? Nah. Matt Stafford. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So ironically, your best gunslinger is also the godfather to Dylan Raiola. Hmm. I think Georgia has a damn good shot to land him. And if you do, listen, we we've had we've had some excellent quarterbacks, right? College quarterbacks, Aaron Murray, things like that. You can look at Stetson Bennett if you want to call it that. You've got the guys in there now. But if you land a guy like Dylan Rayola just off his sophomore tape, dude, his sophomore tape is stupid. It's stupid. 
you have to utilize him in the way to best get his skill set out there or he's going to leave if he commits. Even if even if he loves Georgia, I think there's a good chance for him to go somewhere like a USC if he doesn't like the current situation at Georgia. Yeah. That, to me, you ha- if, if you land Dylan Raiola, you better utilize his skill set. You have to if you're Georgia. I'm sorry, but you have to because that kid, you, you cannot let that talent, if he commits to Georgia, go to waste. You yep. cannot do it. You yeah. cannot do it. The unfortunate part, though, and and I do love this about Kirby, is you are not bigger than the program. You're not wrong. I mean, you played with him. You know this. Right? Oh, he has that unbelievable, excellent skill set. You are not bigger than this program. He proved that with JT Daniels. He proved that with um, uh, George Pickens. He proved that, you know, and he, he proves it every day, basically by rotating receivers, rotating linemen. He rotates backs. He rotates all these guys just so you could say you will never, ever be bigger than the program. It'll never, ever say your name on the scoreboard. And again, uh, you know, just like Frederick says, we want guys that are prioritized on winning, not, you know, saying me, me, me. And a lot of these kids that are coming out right now, believe it or not, truly have a mindset of it's my name up there on the scoreboard versus a Tennessee or versus a Alabama versus it's, you know, Georgia on that. So, you know, I love it about Kirby, and, and I, that's one of the things that he will never, ever change is that you will never be bigger than the program. We are not going to change this program because of one person or two people. It is you're going to come in there and you're going to conform to what we do. And, you know, and that's going to be unfortunate for a lot of these five-star quarterbacks. That's one of the reasons why I, I can guarantee you that uh, Arch Manning wasn't, wasn't going to come to Georgia. But I almost think that that was better off because, you know, to me, and this is just me from the things that I've seen from Arch Manning, I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. Um, you know, for him to sit there and go and, and his last like two or three games, I mean, they got dragged. And so for you to be as all world and the number one pick, you should never, ever get you know, just dragged like that in, in football game. I'm sorry. So some kind of, I guess, breaking news, uh, coaching change. Uh, Eddie Gordon, uh, offensive line assistant, headed to UAB. Uh, so we will be seeing him uh, early in the season. Um, and I think that's interesting to tell um, because I think he was an integral part in the offensive line. Adonis, I don't care. Take your shit back to Gainesville. Take your shit back to Gainesville. <laughs> oh, man. You done? You done? That was good. So you're saying I should be a five-star quarterback, Adonis? Oh man. I mean, I'll take that compliment. If I know what you're I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Um, you know, Frederick asked, would Raiola be the number one overall recruit if he were in the 23 cycle over Arch Manning? Listen. I think so. Oh, no doubt. And and, and listen, Arch Manning, Arch Manning isn't even the best quarterback in this cycle. No, Dante, Dante Moore, Nico Iamaliava, like, yeah. um, I mean, even I think I ain't gonna say Rashada, but close. Like, there's more than there's more than just those quarterbacks, than just Arch. I, I don't trust Arch in this. It's just my, I mean, apparently Pat says he can't even keep his ID. Uh, he lost it at least twice already. Uh, no pocket awareness. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. But no, in, in all seriousness, though, like Dylan Raiola, if he were to reclassify to 23. He's the best quarterback in this cycle too, 
and and that's no discredit to uh, Dante Moore. That's no discredit to Nico. Both of those guys are excellent quarterbacks. I think Dante Moore is the best quarterback in this cycle. But I think Dylan Raiola is going to be even better than that. I'm just in, just in my opinion. That's just me. Um, you know, Adonis can shit on, you know, focus on Rashada and trying to get him back. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Arch will be – ultimately, I don't even think he'll be a top five quarterback when all said and done. Yeah. I, uh, I, when we look back on this, I, I understand he's in a situation with, with Sark. But at the same time, like, keep in mind, like – I just, I literally, if he, if it, if it's not for the Manning name, I think you probably see him as a four-star quarterback. Is well, that it, far of a stretch, though? It, here's a, a lot of things that you really, you really take a look at, right? Um, notice how he avoided, you know, all these all-star games. He avoids these, you know, the elite these, these, these quarterback competitions and stuff like that. Which, you know, to me, if, if, if I'm an, if, if I know that I'm good, I love to compete. And a lot of these guys, the reason why they get in there is to compete. So that's what what a wonderful way or or best way to show off your skills. And he just kind of ran from it. You know, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that I mean, ultimately, right, like, I I guess it's in a situation where you don't necessarily have to. And Georgia wouldn't Georgia wouldn't recruit him and go all in on Arch Manning if they didn't believe they could get him to develop into whatever. But, but, I mean, I'm not even being salty the fact that we didn't land him. I'm really just curious because, like, when you watch when you watch Isidore Newman, like, in the playoffs, they got just annihilated. Oh, man, just absolutely trounced. I, I think – this is just me personally. I, I think that by trying to recruit him and, and, and even if we signed him, it's more about getting those other people to follow. No him. doubt. No doubt. Because you were looking at guys like Jonte Cook. Yeah. Jonte Cook, Jonte Cook is going to be good. Yeah. And and Jonte Cook was directly tied to to um you know at one point he was tied to Arch and hit that recruitment. Yeah. So like you, you yeah. look at it and like you said, Juan, I'm 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 glad you said that because you look at the pieces that could have came with it. Right. I, I think that's the key. And the Donna says he he thinks the same thing. Fair. And listen, it's okay, but it just shows you that like rankings ain't always like it's a, sometimes names matter. <laughs> like yeah, yeah just. Sure. If he, was, he hell, if he listen, if, if, he's if he Arch, comes to prove us wrong, he proves us wrong. Yeah, if he were Arch Reynolds, he would probably be a two star. Maybe. No, he wouldn't even be fucking playing. <laughs> wouldn't even be fucking playing. Uh, so Frederick says, if Trevor Lawrence's last name were Manning in high school, he'd he'd have been he'd have had teams bidding on him with promises to build him a statue day one on campus because he's actually like that. If you get my drift, I've heard about that, but neither here nor there, right? Neither here nor there. Um, one ultimately, right? Obviously, we we talked in length about life after Stetson. Obviously, Stetson going probably go to the NFL. I think he gets drafted, man. I think he gets drafted. What are your thoughts, one? You're come on now. What is one laughing at now? Your last statement. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Finish up. Oh my God. Now you you think you think he gets drafted or no? I really don't even care, man. I, honestly. <laughs> Damn, Juan. I don't even care. God, Juan's ready for this to happen. Jesus, yeah, I don't even care. Yeah. God, I'm gonna put him on. I'm gonna put him on you like he did Stake Shapiro. Come on now. <laughs> but now, ultimately, listen. I think I, I, as we move on from life with obviously life with Sets and Bennett, I think I think you see him get a shot, right? I mean, if like you said, if Brock Purdy can go mystery relevant, 
and do the things that he's doing. Just going to leave that there. I, I think you look at giving him at least a shot. So, obviously, we wish Stetson well in the NFL. Um, let's see. Keith Finley, welcome to the brigade, says, I can see Belichick giving Stetson a chance. I mean, he did ultimately give Tom Brady a chance. Now, I'm not comparing the two. Don't com- – please. I'm not comparing the two. But Tom Brady didn't really do much at Michigan and turns out to be the goat of all goats, in at least in the pro football. Um, Arch Reynolds sounds like a villain in a Wild West movie. <laughs> He don't. He don't know. I was in the tombstone. I'll be your uncle, Barry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was terrible. Um, but no. So, like I said, we move on. Now you have the quarterbacks that we have. Quarterback recruitment. Listen, there's a lot of good names out there. Uh, even Carrollton, 2026. If we want to get that far ahead, Juan, Juju Lewis, monster, absolute animal. Monster. I did not, Adonis. No way you just compared. No, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying he gave Tom Brady a shot, and Tom Brady really didn't do much at Michigan. So I'm just leaving that there. Rude's in the chat. Goodness gracious. Make sure to like and subscribe. I see a ton of people in here. Make sure to like and subscribe if you thought this content was interesting. Uh, Listen, the bait of my existence wants to say that I compared Tom Brady to Stetson Bennett. I need him to stop. I need him to stop. Stet and Jamarcus Russell. Juan over here about to – I don't even know. Juan about to bust a gut over here. For, look, I'm not alone, man. Frederick thinks that Stetson gets drafted. Oh, Dude, if, listen, Trace McSorley got drafted. Juan, I think that deserves a who? Yeah, who's that? Trace McSorley, Penn State, former Penn State quarterback. Oh. If he gets drafted, you better believe Stetson at least deserves some sort of shot. Jesus Christ. But ultimately, we're enough Stetson talk. Listen, it is, in my opinion, Carson Beck season. Just going to leave that there. And I'm excited for it because I Good. think that opens up. Spring, man. Looking forward to spring practice. I think. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Good. Cannot wait. Um, want any final words before we wrap this stuff up, man? Want, now, listen, when Adonis got drafted, we're not talking to military, right? Yeah, yep. You're good. <laughs> military. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So, hold on. We got. I think we might have a little bit of a hot take here. Someone will draft Stet in the fourth round, says mm-hmm. Frederick Meredith. Listen, I'm not saying it might not happen. However, however, there is a chance that you might have to revert back to this, and, and, and Frederick may have called a shot, and if he gets it right, we might have to just come back to this. Just saying, I'm not saying it will happen, not saying it can't, but if it does happen, I'm coming back to this. because he gets drafted in, in the fourth round, I will not return to the United States for 30 days. Where, where are you going? You going to bank? Uh, you going to Thailand like uh, Cliff Guam. Kingsbury? I'll go to like Guam or. Why would you? Why would you do that or, to yourself? Or, or Beirut. Jesus, man, go to go to Monaco or something. No, 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 no. I gotta, you know, I gotta suffer. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that being said, folks. If you enjoyed the show, make, like I said, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, any final words, Juan? No, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the spring. Can't wait for this uh, QB competition. Go dogs. Keith Finley will take one last comment before I leave, before I say my piece. Uh, Keith says he feels like Gunnar Stockton's the best quarterback on this roster. Thinks he puts the pressure on Beck this spring. Boy, oh boy, will spring practice be telling. 
is all I'll leave it with there. Obviously, listen, Georgia is in a good spot, a good spot here, right? Let's just the Guantanamo goats one. Hey, y'all, y'all making one not elite today, man, making them laugh so much. They, they don't want. God me. Don't mind. They don't want. People might people might have forgot about the make one laugh again campaign. Um, yeah, the, the OGs didn't the OGs didn't forget one bit uh, because it came out in full force. Uh, listen, I think now I think I think at some point one we're going to talk about the next wave of uh, the next wave of Georgia Bulldogs. Man, um, obviously what we saw national title game, a lot of freshmen played some key snaps, made some key plays. What, what do you think we break down some of these uh, this next wave coming in? Yes, sir. Uh, Abraham, Atlanta Falcons will dress Stetson Bennett. Oh, that would be the most Georgia thing ever. And how many fans would be shitting themselves. Uh, with that being said, have a great day. DGDpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Get your coffee. So, uh, support the collective. 20% of proceeds from each bag will go to the collective using that link. Uh, with that being said, have a great day. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>